0: Hello and welcome to My Life in Three Songs, a podcast presented by The Daily Emerald. My name is Riley, and each week I talk with a different member of UO faculty discussing the three songs that changed their life. This week I'm talking to Ty Warren. Ty is currently on sabbatical to get away from annoying college students, but he took some time out of his day to talk to me, an annoying college student, and I really appreciate it. How are you doing tonight, Ty?
1: (laughs) I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, it's the college students that I actually miss. I, I took sabbatical to get away from the administration. Wow,
0: that's kind of punk rock. I like that. Well, we miss you too. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Before we get into any of the music, will you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you ended up at University of Oregon?
1: Yeah, well, I grew up in Texas. My my family was like uh, was like really... Poor, which we'll get into, I guess, if we talk about some of these songs. That's the only reason why I mention it. I lived in Texas for like 28 years and um, got my undergraduate degrees there. And then um, my my partner, who's now my wife, uh, and I moved to Oregon like 15 years ago. And I went to graduate school here.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've been teaching art. Yeah. I'm interested, in your opinion, what is the definition of art in the broadest sense that you could give a definition for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man just gonna drop that <laughs> one on me. I would just have to say it's it's just expression that's all like that's that's the only that's the only real sincere answer I could give. I could give you some sort of academic mumbo jumbo, but I don't believe any of that i I think it just comes down to expression and there are ways to talk about you know that expression but it really just comes down into a language of saying something in a way that defies any other way. Yeah, I totally
0: get that. It's interesting to me because you're primarily drawn to visual art, from what I can tell, or at least that's like the, the wheelhouse that you operate in mostly at at school. Does that mean you have a unique relationship to album covers or the aesthetics of music? Or do you have hot takes uh, about album covers? Are you interested in that side of it too? Yeah,
1: no, I, I love album covers. And um In fact, when you when you asked me these questions about like, well, what are the three songs that shaped your life? I was like, well, that's not fair because it's really more albums that saved my life. Right. And I can like really remember like being struck. So like paralyzed by by album cover art that just like spoke to me in ways that other art just like never has.
0: And I think it's so important, too, and it gets overlooked a lot, especially, in my opinion, recently with the transition to streaming. The canvas that you have is so much smaller. It's a little square. Um, yeah. There's this new thing on Spotify where they do GIFs instead of album covers. Like, what do you? what's your opinion on that? Is that okay? Um,
1: well, I think it's another manifestation of it, and it makes sense in some ways. I mean, it's not your traditional album cover art, sure, but it makes sense in some ways because... You know, music is a time-based medium, um, and it's really weird that you're asking me about this because I'm actually doing a Spotify cover for a friend oh, of mine wow. right now. That's very exciting. Yeah, you know, I think it's just another manifestation that that makes sense.
0: I love that you said time-based medium because I've never thought about it like that, but that's so true. It is so much about movement, and and then an, an image is a static thing just by definition. So when you're pairing a static right. image with a bunch of Movement-based songs. I think that's interesting. I almost am a fan of the restrictions that are in place for album covers. Just like how it was maybe in the '70s, where it's like you have this very limited canvas, and you're gonna have to kind of work around that. And that led to a lot of kind of creative things and and shortcuts that actually added to the atmosphere of it and kind of the mystique of it and all that.
1: Yeah. 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 So there's a there's another instructor. um, I don't know if you know Mike Bray but he teaches in art and technology too. And he actually does an assignment for one of his digital drawing classes that is to design an album cover, like like old school. And like you have to stay within these really strict guidelines and restrictions. And what that inevitably does is it causes people to be more creative. Um, and it's just like super cool. I've actually done that assignment. Cause it was <laughs> I love that
0: teachers <laughs> doing each other's work.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: All right. Will you tell us a little bit about the first song you chose?
1: It was "What's Up" by Four Non Blondes. Yeah. Have you have had you heard that one before? Yes, I have okay, a little story
0: good. about it too. But I'll let you go first. I don't. I wondered because I
1: figured, <laughs> I figured it was one of these that kind of gets around through the years. So I encountered that one in my twenties. And I was, uh, I was angry and I was restless and I didn't fit in. Um, I was going to school at a place at the, well, at Texas Christian university, which is weird because, um, it's a really conservative, much more so then than now, but pretty conservative institution and I'm Jewish. (laughs) I'm also gay and I'm also trans, right? Um, And I didn't necessarily know all of that at the time, but I knew that I was not fitting in. And plus, I'm just like, I've always been super political in my work and I have been super invested in the world around me and I've always been sort of taken by a, a kind of sense of righteous injustice done to the world. And so that song really, really spoke to the space that I was in at the time. And I was listening to it again today, actually, as I was working out. And there's this part where they sing about, I try all the time in this institution. And I was like, that is still so relevant. (laughs) (laughs) That is still so Mm -hmm. eerily relevant to my life I'm still angry and I'm still taken by a sense of like righteous injustice done to the world and so it still speaks to me in like the exact same way that it spoke to me 20 years ago you know
0: it's such an interesting blend of timeless and dated at the same time the production is very 90s it's a quintessential (laughs) 90s song but there is something about it that is that speaks to many generations already it was the last song that they would play at all the dances at the summer camp that I went to was that one. (laughs) Which That's was like, amazing. and I was so young and I didn't, you know, I didn't wasn't paying attention to pick apart the lyrics. But even then, something about it stuck out to me that really, it, it's, I don't know, the, the howling kind of at the end and the, yeah. it's very visceral. And...
1: Oh, it's totally, it like gets like right into the gut and it has this like crescendo and no, it's super epic emotional kind of stuff.
0: Now, on your website for University of Oregon, you have a title that says Meme Lord, which I think is funny. <laughs> Are you aware of the internet meme surrounding this song?
1: I am not! How did I miss this? <laughs> there was a
0: mass- one of the early memes, like 2009 maybe, a really early YouTube there's a, a clip of He-Man singing this song, a like cover of He-Man, and it's th- it's like not funny because it's a two thousand nine meme. But right it, for a lot of people, that was their introduction to this. And I would like, you know, I would think this was a heartfelt song that I had all these memories attached to, and then they would remember it as the He-Man meme song. So
1: I now that you talk about it, I think I have seen this. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's I mean that's just like amazing.
0: All right, song two. What was your second choice?
1: So song two is uh is Father Christmas by the Kinks. I I wasn't born into a Jewish family. I was actually born into a a sort of Christian fundamentalist family and I I found my way to Judaism like in my 20s. And like I said, when I grew up we were really really poor. Like way below the poverty line. Christmas always struck me as uh I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I hated the I I just hated the like commercialism of it. And I I hated the rat race of it and the stress around it and all of the the buying, you know, all all of that stuff. I just I really really hated it. And it always made me feel, I guess a little ashamed. As I grew older, I I sort of discovered this song and my my mother was a huge Christmas Carol fan and I wasn't. <laughs> and so I would and she never really listened to it, so I would like sneak this one on as kind of like as kind of like revenge and you know, just, just being spiteful and petty. There was something really marvelous about it because the song tells a story about this kid who gets mugged and uh the 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 people who it's just a gang of kids that mug another kid and they basically say you know, Father Christmas, give us your money, Uh, we'll beat you up if you make any noise, and then Father Christmas, save all your toys for the little rich boys, (laughs) and I was just like, wow, I can really relate to that, (laughs) and it was also, in a weird way, kind of my introduction to to punk.
0: Um, I I was actually going to say that, because listening back to the kinks, it's kind of weird how, like, foreshadowing that was for what was going to come sonically, and so much of punk is like kind like, of taking from the sixties and garage rock and stuff. So
1: exactly, yeah. and so that was like my doorway.
0: And there's an adorable history of punk Christmas songs. Like there's a there's a <laughs> yeah. whole whole line of them. There's yeah. something about that. I think you summed it up really well. Just how kind of greedy the whole thing has gotten, and how much punk hates greed. I think it's kind of an eternal war that's still going to this day, back and forth.
1: Uh, We call it chaotic good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, I mean, I'll say chaotic good. Your third song is by Eminem, is that correct?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I knew it was going to be an Eminem song, and then it was just a matter of, like, deciding which one, because actually he's he's done several that really, really got to me. I think I chose this one because it was a little it was a little more somber in some ways. It's beautiful. I was going through a really really difficult time in my life when I when I really started playing the song. It didn't necessarily correlate with when it came out but I was going through a really hard time and I was it was personally and professionally and so I was I was coming out as a trans man and I was also having some troubles with with, with my work, these things just sort of like lined up. And that song just really spoke to me. Now, a lot of it is just like his own personal stuff that doesn't relate to me, but he goes to this refrain, which is don't let them tell you, you ain't beautiful. And then he, um, at the very, very, very end, he, he tells people, look, just don't worry about what the world thinks. Just be yourself and i needed to hear that like really badly at that time in my life it is
0: an interesting side of eminem and not one that's shown very often i think but it's interesting the role he plays in culture too because he kind of comes across as aggressive and he has done lots of things that people are very offended by Um, but kind of when, when there are songs like this mixed in there it shows that there is like an artistic there's some artistic bone in his body, you know, like there's a a lot of it, but it just gets lost a lot of the time. But kind of this kind of recenters you and be like, okay, that there is, you know, he's still got a heart. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, he's, he's a fountain of rage and angst. And, and then uh, just this kind of, I'm going to do this just to spite you kind of, I'm kind of drawn to him for that reason too. I like complexity. I like when things aren't, simple that you can't just like divide into good or bad because I think that there's a mixture of all of that in all of us and that we all have a seed to be really horrible and we all have a seed in us that could grow into something really beautiful when he wants to he's got a really lovely way of showing that
0: wow (laughs) beautiful wisdom from (laughs) (laughs) Taiwan. wonderful three songs great choices and great stories each time really appreciate it thank you so much for coming on
1: yeah no no problem thanks for having
0: me thank you for listening to my extra special discussion with ty warren you can find a playlist with all of the songs from this episode as well as all of the other ones in the episode description see you next week